Welcome to 10-Minute Bible Talks, where we connect the Bible to your life and the time it takes to get to work. I'm Keith Simon. I'm Tanya Wilmoth. And I'm Patrick Miller. Right now, we're going through the book of Judges. Hey, Patrick and I are starting a new podcast. It's called Truth Over Tribe, where we talk about cultural and political issues from a Christian point of view. If you're interested, subscribe to Truth Over Tribe on your podcast player so you won't miss any of the episodes. God wouldn't use a person like me. Have you ever had a thought like that run through your mind? God wouldn't use me to lead a Bible study because I've never been to seminary. God wouldn't use me to lead a small group because I'm not outgoing enough. I'm too reserved. God wouldn't use me to share Jesus with a coworker because I can't answer all their questions. God wouldn't use me to mentor students because I've got my own sins that I struggle with. God wouldn't use me to start a Bible study at work because I'm not a great speaker. God wouldn't use me as a foster parent because I don't even have my own biological children. God wouldn't use me to work for justice in the courts and the legislatures because I'm not a very impressive person. Let me tell you what's behind that kind of thinking. That kind of thinking assumes this that God uses smart, attractive, articulate people who are theologically educated, sinless, and who have perfect kids. In Judges chapter 3, we're going to see that God uses people that you wouldn't expect. But we start by finding Israel in a familiar position. Judges 3 verse 12, Again the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And because they did this evil, the Lord gave Eglon, king of Moab, power over Israel. Getting the Ammonites and Amalekites to join him, Eglon came and attacked Israel, and they took possession of the city of Palms. The Israelites were subject to Eglon, king of Moab, for 18 years. Israel is subject to an alliance of powers for 18 miserable years. And the city of Palms that's referred to? Well, that's just another name for the city of Jericho. So it's interesting that God gave Jericho to the Israelites back in the book of Joshua, and now it's the same city that he's given the Israelites over to a foreign king. It's a reminder, a good reminder, a needed reminder that just because we obeyed God in the past doesn't mean that we'll obey him in the future. Joshua 3.15, again, the Israelites cried out to the Lord and he gave them a deliverer. Ehud, a left-handed man, the son of Gera the Benjamite. Now, why does this make a big deal that he's left-handed? Well, it would have been a huge surprise to the people in the ancient Near East who first read this story. As they read the story, the thing that would have stood out to them is that Ehud was left-handed. They would have had a hard time believing it. Let's think about why. If you look up references in the Bible to right hand, you will find that they're all very positive. God swears by his right hand. God has pleasures in his right hand. The Messiah sits at God's right hand. What's God doing with his left hand? Well, it turns out not much. Now, remember that God is spirit. He doesn't have a physical body like you and I do. References to God's hands or eyes or feet or whatever, they're anthropomorphisms. The Bible gives human features to God to help us understand God. But why is right-handedness a big deal? Why draw attention to the fact that Ehud was left-handed? Well, because most people were right-handed. Right-handedness became a symbol of power and ability. 
So according to this story, it's very likely that Ehud was unable to use his right hand. Maybe it was paralyzed or disabled in some way. So Ehud is a surprising choice for a deliverer. In a society that was often cruel to people who were physically disabled, he would have been considered ineffective. No one would have looked up to him. No one would have chosen to follow him. But he was God's choice. Now, here's what I think is really cool. The thing that made Ehud an unlikely hero, that he was left-handed, is the very thing that allowed him to deliver Israel from captivity. See, Ehud and some of the other Israelites had taken their taxes uh, to King Eglon, and we're told a couple of important details. First, we're told that Ehud strapped a sword to his right thigh so that he could grab it with his left hand. And second, we're told that the king was a, quote, very fat man. So once the taxes had been paid, Ehud and the other Israelites, they leave. But Ehud circles back to take a secret message to the king. At least that's what he told the king's attendants. He told them that he had a secret for the king. Now you can imagine that the king's attendants searched Ehud for weapons, but it never crosses their mind that Ehud is left-handed. Therefore, they wouldn't search his right leg for a sword. And because Ehud is disabled, King Eglon doesn't think of him as a threat. The king dismisses his guards. I mean, why should he fear a disabled person? When Ehud is alone with King Eglon, he pulls out his sword and kills him. I warn you, it gets pretty graphic. Verse 21, Ehud reached with his left hand, drew the sword from his right thigh, and plunged it into the king's belly. Even the handle sank in after the blade, and the king's bowels discharged. Ehud did not pull the sword out and the fat closed over it. The guards don't get suspicious because the smell tells them that the king is in the bathroom going number two. I swear, that's what the text says. And by the time they open the door, the king is very much dead and Ehud had escaped. He's gone. Ehud goes back to the Israelites and he says, follow me for the Lord has given Moab, your enemy, into your hands. So Ehud acknowledges that God is the one who has done all this. He's an unlikely deliverer. Ehud didn't look the part, but God used him. It sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? In Isaiah 52, it says about Jesus, he had nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. Jesus didn't look the part, but he was God's choice. And it also kind of sounds like us too, right? This is what Paul says to the Christians in 1 Corinthians 1. Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards, and not many were influential, not many were of noble birth, but God chose the foolish things of the world. That's what God does. He chooses the foolish and the weak things of this world. God saved through an unlikely deliverer, whether that's Ehud or Jesus or us. That way, God gets the glory. So if you're not an impressive person, if you're the kind of person that doesn't have all the answers, maybe you're not a great speaker. Well, you're just the kind of person that God wants to use. God uses very ordinary people to do his extraordinary work. Don't fix your eyes on yourself. Fix your eyes on God. He's the one who's going to work through you. God loves to work through weak, foolish, ordinary 
people. Make yourself available to God and He will use you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this content, please subscribe and give us a rating. That helps others find this podcast more easily. Also, ask yourself who you could share this podcast with. Texting an episode to a friend or family member is a great way to help them grow spiritually. If you want to go deeper, check out our show notes for book recommendations.